Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. This is going to talk about women who accompanied Jesus during his ministry. My ESV study Bible notes point out that Luke talks more about women's roles in Jesus' ministry than any other gospel. And so one of the things I want to do today is debunk the notion that Jesus or the Bible or Christianity is somehow misogynistic or anti-women. That's just not true. Before I get into that, we're going to read this text. And before I get to that, I want to thank the family leader for being our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this podcast. And if you or anybody you know, a business or an individual is interested in sponsoring any of our podcasts, go ahead and email us at info at christiancrusaders.org. We've got several opportunities for sponsorship with our conversations podcast, as well as our radio broadcast. Let's pick it up in Luke chapter 8, verse 1. Soon afterward, that is, after this episode we talked about in yesterday's devotion where a sinful woman was forgiven. Soon afterward, he went on through the cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. So for a couple of these women, this is the only place that their names are mentioned, and it's interesting that we've got a wide range of women. You've got Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons cast out of her, and that name is familiar as she is faithful and follows Jesus all the way to the cross. By the way, there's no biblical evidence for the idea that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute or that she and Jesus were married, or that even though they weren't married, they had a child together. Scripture is pretty clear that sexual relations outside of marriage are sinful. Jesus was without sin, and so there's no way that happened for that reason, and also for the reason that there's nothing even close to alluding to that in Scripture. So you've got this spectrum of women who are following Jesus, Mary Magdalene, who was demon-possessed and would have been an outcast as a result of that, and then you've got this Joanna, who is the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager. This is a well-connected, probably wealthy woman who would have had high status, and then it says that there were many others, that's referring to many other women, who accompanied Jesus throughout his ministry, in many cases alongside the twelve disciples. So reading this text reminds me of how Jesus was actually way, way ahead of his time in terms of his treatment of women. In fact, that's the case with all of Scripture and Christianity as a whole. There has been this accusation leveled against Christianity or the Bible or Jesus that somehow our faith or our Savior or the Scriptures are anti-women. Some people who make this accusation might point to Genesis and say that the order of creation is disrespectful to women. After all, Adam was created first, and then Scripture says it it wasn't good for Adam to be alone, so God created a helper suitable for him. Some people hear that word helper and think that means derogatory and less than, which it doesn't, and they conclude that the Bible is anti-women. Others might point to what Paul writes in Ephesians 5, which we haven't gotten to yet, but we eventually will, where he says that marriage is analogous to Christ's relationship to the church. The man, like Christ, is the head, and the woman, like the church, is supposed to submit to the man, of course, in the verse right before 
that it says we should submit to one another out of love for Christ. But there are some who want to read into that, that God's design for men and women is anti-women. Again, suggesting that it's less than and greater than rather than two equal parts with different roles. Others might look at what Paul wrote in 1st or 2nd Timothy or Titus about the role of women in the church and either misunderstand or misrepresent those texts to draw the conclusion that it is anti-women. Fast forward to this very day and you're going to have people leveling accusations against the Bible about being anti-women who themselves aren't sure what a woman is. I don't know what to do with that one. But the idea that the Bible is anti-women couldn't be further from the truth. After all, in gospel accounts, women are the first witnesses to the resurrection of Christ. We're talking about the most important event in the history of mankind. And in a culture where women were disrespected and dishonored in a way that was wrong, God decides to put them front and center, the first recipients of the best news regarding the greatest event ever. When God decided to bring his redemptive plan to fruition by sending the second person of the Trinity to live on earth to redeem people by faith in himself, God decided to use a woman, Mary. Over and over throughout Jesus' ministry, he's giving women honor and respect and love and compassion that simply was not afforded them by anyone else in that day. Women played a significant role in Old Testament history. Women played a significant role in the early days of the church. It's just very, very difficult to suggest that scripture or Jesus or the Christian faith are anti-women. Sadly, I believe many of the people who want to suggest that scripture, Jesus, or Christianity are anti-women aren't willing to review the facts I've listed and others like them, but rather they're bent out of shape because they don't like the design and the order that God has ordained for men and women. We all have a tendency in us to want to do things our way rather than submit to God's way. And when we don't like God's design, one of the ways we can discredit it is make some accusation against his design that just doesn't hold up to the facts. As a husband, in my mind, of the most amazing woman in the world, and as a father of three girls, I'm glad to read in this text that women were flocking to Jesus' ministry and that he was ministering to them in powerful ways. Jesus, the Bible, and Christianity have a high view of women. You and I should too. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.